The Scream, 1893. Edvard Munch. Oil, tempera, and pastel on cardboard. Chances are you've seen this painting before. Not here, perhaps, but chances are you've come across its image in a book or on film, or maybe parodied to the point of inanity. Does it hold up? Does it surprise you? Fun fact. This piece has been on indefinite loan to the Godfrey since 1995 as a thank you from the Norwegian government. The Godfrey estate played an instrumental role in a sting operation to recover this painting after it was stolen from the National Gallery in Oslo on the opening day of the 1994 International Yodeling and Interpretive Dance Competition, more commonly known as Ayedic. The art thieves used the commotion of the day as a distraction to abscond with the scream, even going so far as to leave a note saying, thanks for the poor security. Not to speak ill of fellow cultural institutions, but the security measures here at the Godfrey are far superior to those in Oslo's National Gallery. So please stay behind the yellow line demarcated on the floor. The randomized laser blasts that occur beyond it are not to be trifled with. It should be noted that the title, The Scream, is the popular name for this work. The full title with which Munch christened this painting was The Scream of Nature. Consider that. What part, what aspect of nature is screaming? The sunset is all fiery hues, angry reds and burnt oranges. The expanse of sky burning above the fjord and its denizens. Does the central figure see the wrath of the natural world? See that there is no escape from it which is the plight of all humanity and shrieks at the realization. Maybe the screaming figure embodies the nature of the full title, and its gaunt frame is the anthropomorphized version of a natural world that is just beginning to understand the consequences of humanity's insatiable industrialization. Or is it the nature of humankind that bellows out into the dying light of day, desperate for someone, anyone, to hear, to listen, to act upon it. Look at the two figures that share the bridge with the screamer, likely a couple out for an evening stroll. Do you think they hear it? Do you think they hear the desperate cry as it echoes across bridge and river, as it's carried on the wind until, some unknown distance away, it fades into nothing as if it never was? Do they hear it and hurry by, disturbed by the raw, unvarnished truth in that guttural howl, haunted by its memory upon the air. For there is truth in it, make no mistake. Humanity's very existence is a tenuous thing, a result of astronomical odds aligning in just the right fashion, at just the right moments on the evolutionary timetable. It is easy to forget that, with all the distractions of the modern day, even in Munch's time. But every once in a while, humanity remembers, or rather, certain members of humanity. The artists, mostly, and those keyed in closer than most to the fragility of the human circumstance. They are made to remember by a capricious universe that is chaotic and, in its chaos, appears cruel to mortal eyes. But the universe is neither cruel nor kind. It simply is. Sometimes we remember that. Sometimes we remember that we came from nothing, and that countless ages and eons down the line, back to nothing we will go. Just like a scream 
dying on the wind. Did you enjoy the scream? Do you have your own existential terrors that you need to unleash before you explode from the sheer volume of anxiety packed into your fragile and impermanent body? Make sure to check out our Scream photo booth around the corner from the painting. Step into the scale diorama of the bridge and fjord of Munch's masterpiece and let loose the primal shriek that you know you are holding in somewhere deep down in your gut. The booth is completely soundproof, so don't be afraid to really let it out. Go on. Do it. Unleash that primordial fear of the unfeeling chaos of the universe. Scream like you have just realized for the very first time the ephemeral nature of your existence and the existence of all that you hold dear. Scream for those who have not, or choose not, to make those same realizations, and who walk through the world as if no tragedy, no loss, shall ever strike them down. Scream in pity for those too young to know it will one day come for them. Scream in incandescent rage at those who actively snub their noses at the simple facts of humanity's lot. Souvenir photos can be purchased for the low price of $19.99 at the customer service desk located in the atrium, just off of the main entrance. Butterfly Woman, or Self-Portrait of the Artist, 1960, Roxana Castillo, Watercolor on Paper. Famous the world over for her photography, it is a lesser-known fact that Roxana Castillo was also an accomplished painter, though few of her paintings have ever been available for public display. Once, when asked about her reticence to exhibit her painted works in public, Considering that her photographs, on the other hand, had been featured in galleries across five continents, she had this to say. With photography, I'm capturing moments outside of myself. I find the moment, or create it, and let the lens and the flash work its magic. It's a kind of alchemy, capturing a living moment of time. But there is a sense of distance. The length of the camera is always between myself and my subject. Painting is different. It comes from me. It is my vision executed with my hand, the tiny signatures and flaws that only I can produce. No camera, no device between myself and the work. Nothing to hide behind except my own talents, such as they are. It's a much more personal form of expression in my mind. Butterfly Woman was originally painted as a gift for Annabel Godfrey and was moved, with Castillo's permission, into the estate's public galleries after Annabel's passing. Annabel had commissioned the piece upon learning of Castillo's impending departure back to her native Panama in order to care for her ailing mother. The pair had been partners for the better part of a decade at that point, and, contemplating months of separation, Annabel asked Castillo for a self-portrait so that she'd never go a day without seeing her face. Butterfly Woman is the result. It is unclear whether Annabel asked Castillo for a painting rather than a photograph, though given Castillo's feelings on the personal nature of the medium, it's likely that, given the circumstances, she felt compelled to paint instead, 
creating a vibrant insight into the life and mind of an intensely private artist. Castillo looks directly at the viewer with piercing, deep brown eyes. Upon her lips sits a large butterfly, its delicate wings spread wide, fully obscuring Castillo's mouth. Cool tones in varying shades of blue dominate the self-portrait. Those spatterings of deep red provide a stark contrast, possibly hinting at the underlying sorrow and passion that prompted the painting's creation. What is she thinking, do you wonder? The intensity of her gaze suggests a desire to speak, to voice the tumultuous thoughts no doubt at the forefront of her mind. But then there is the butterfly, so beautiful, so fragile, covering her mouth and, ostensibly, preventing her from speaking. Many have speculated about the meaning of the butterfly, a commentary on Castillo's relationship with Annabelle, perhaps, or the relationship with one of their mutual partners, or maybe a surrealist representation of Castillo's inner struggles at the moment of the painting's creation. The truth likely exists somewhere in between those theories. Castillo painted this work at an especially trying time in her life. Perhaps in this self-portrait created as a gift for a woman she loved, the butterfly is what she was trying to communicate. That all she has to say and to give and to do is as transitory as a butterfly alighting just for a moment upon a woman's lips. That all that any of us have to say and give and do is just as fleeting, and that there is both sorrow and beauty within that truth. And so, perhaps, in Butterfly Woman, her own self-portrait, Castillo is choosing to let a beautiful moment be for as long as it may last. Thank you for listening to the Godfrey Audio Guide. This episode was written, produced, and performed by Nicole Knudsen, with sound design and editing by James Ferrero. Enjoying your trip to the estate? To keep up with the Godfrey, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Godfrey Guide. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your podcasting app of choice. If you're interested in becoming a sustaining member of the show, make sure to visit our Patreon page, patreon.com slash thegodfreyaudioguide. In addition to our various membership tiers, you'll also find full episode transcripts for any who wish to read them. Until next time, friends, see you back at the museum. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.